0: Hello, welcome back to another episode of Always is Covered, the podcast helping you navigate the beauty
1: industry and cut through the bullshit. Hello, Lisa. Greetings. How are you doing?
0: Good. I'm actually very happy. Why? I've just had the thing that Brenton always says where I'm always like, oh, I can't be bothered going out. I can't be bothered seeing my friends. I just want to stay in bed and do nothing. And then, like, I shut the door after a friend visits and I'm like, what a lovely day. (laughs) It's a beautiful day, people. People made me alive.
1: (laughs) That's happening to me. Well, that's good for you because you're not experiencing the trauma that I just experienced (laughs) of your fiancé walking in on me on the toilet. (laughs) (laughs) I went to his poo toilet. It was my own fault.
0: (laughs) As a young child, my middle sister was having a shower when my older sister had all of her friends over and the toilet and bathroom were separate. So... Someone went to the toilet and then went to wash their hands and then knocked. And he said, don't come in. But, but they heard but come he in. But he heard come in. And then so he saw her showering and was just like,
1: okay. He just like didn't look, washed his hands and walked out. <laughs> That's so awful. He was like, come in, okay. And then...
0: <laughs> I thought had I think, come
1: I in. So think, then he yeah, was like, I I think I've think been in so. Like
0: so awkward. Or he walked in then seen and walked out. Anyway, my whole family laughed At my middle sister for this for so long, like they went to school together. He was like the year above her at school. So imagine being like that guy walked in with me in the shower. (laughs) Horrendous, right? Be like if you had ever see Brenton again. (laughs) (laughs) And so I remember that story being told as a child. And so I was always forever. I would literally like run to the Mm. toilet even when no one was there run to the toilet and i'd like have a stage like sitting down like that that's okay but like the wipe stage that's the most incriminating you don't want to be walked on you know like wiping no and then like undies up but jeans down or pants down is like a sort of like embarrassing but like modest and so would be like okay I've made it past that stage then pants up and I have a full thing like oh thank god I made it out of there alive and so it's a real deeply rooted trauma of mine and like I would always try and like have one foot by the door so yes. like, like kick it down and I wonder if this will happen to you now and every time you go to the toilet you're gonna like be shielding yourself
1: I think I already had the trauma so he's just like given me reinforced or no exposure therapy oh trauma. yeah so
0: now also what's the worst that can happen it just happens again You've been there.
1: <laughs> I felt like in I was in Lisa's powder room. This is just so too much information about this traumatic experience. But I was in Lisa's like upstairs powder room. Okay, Brenton's poo toilet, and it's like it was like being in an Alice in Wonderland hallway. It's so long. <laughs> I heard the handle <laughs> and in like slow mo. You struggled. He didn't struggle. I didn't lock it. Is there even a lock? No, but if it was a horror movie, it would be like. And then it was just—I just sort just, of um, shouted here and rambling. I couldn't hear it. I couldn't hear it. <laughs> oh <my God>! <laughs> <laughs> Toilet. <laughs> but the door was so far that I was sort of like flailing yes. towards the door. The sound didn't carry fast enough. <laughs> no, I had to waft it with my hands. <laughs> Anyway, it's all fine. Brenton didn't see me naked. Thank goodness. Thank God. Do you know what? If you were wearing a one piece, that could have been absolute disaster. A but as we all know, I wear almost pajamas to your house, yeah. so I would not be wearing a jumpsuit. Oh, God, overalls maybe, jumpsuit no. But overalls are just as difficult to piss in. Yes, but you do get to wear a t shirt underneath them or a top so you're oh, a little bit more so modestly true. protected oh so yeah yeah very true
0: uh how's your week been good time flies when Does. did i see you last week like what's happened oh my god do you know what i did today what did you do i put Biddy on transport to go to the army we're really happy for her we're so happy for her guys I it was my original plan and there was a few bumps in the road but it happened and um i hope the army make an instagram account for her I, I I at the very minimum. Yeah. Um, in two days, I pick up another dog. Oops. Yay, Lenny? Uh, no, better Nelson. 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 Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Uh, how's your week? Oh my god, did you moved back into your house. We yes. already discussed this.
1: Well, we did sort of discuss it. I'm back in the house. I had a minor conniption when the final invoice came through for the building. I'm officially broke. I'm not spending any money on anything. It's a no buy, but a real no buy this time. Yeah, but Christmas, so... Adrian and I have already said we're not doing Christmas. But he decided that what we are doing for Christmas is... He's like, we'll make each other favors books. And I was mm-hmm. like, uh, that's a bit lame. And he was like, but what we'll do is we'll write our own favors books. So it's like, oh! I want you to do the dishwasher. Or like, not that. Something yeah. better. Pick up the dog poo. Mm-hmm. Or take me out to a really nice Japanese restaurant. And mm-hmm. then we gift each other those books the
0: take-me-out-to-a-Japanese restaurant ends up costing money, which is against the point of the book.
1: Well, I mean, I'll have money, I hope, in 12 months. <laughs> yeah, well, then just buy me... Oh, no, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, Yeah. that's what we're doing for Christmas. Great. I know, it's miserable. I've got the whole situation every second year,
0: which we both dread every second year, of the alternate custom advent calendar is mine this year. So for those
1: who don't know... Are those... you doing it for... Brenton? Oh, yeah, yeah, because he bought you Japan and Kit Kats and shit. You got a lot to top, girl.
0: Yeah. So for those playing at home, we have a Liberty Advent calendar Mm. that we fill with custom whatevers.
1: Yep. And
0: it started with, like, Kit Kats and Lego minifigures. And then Brenton is hilarious because he's, like, sort of doesn't really think of ideas. So then he's like, a trip to Sydney. And I'm like... (sighs) or like $350 earrings and then like the rest is just all kick cats I'm like, the whole the vibe is sort of like, you know, things that fit in the box. Yes. you got to go around thinking of things that fit in the box, but then actually my advent calendar was all just, I'd open it, there'd be a number and then I'd have to go find the number in the box and then I'd pull it out and I was like, oh, it's a giant pot that you haven't been able to fit in there. So he gets a little creative, which I'm a bit worried this year, but I have got about, I reckon I've almost got all the things I need for that. Which makes me feel good because it's only
1: November. That's very impressive. I mean, the thing is, if you don't get them by now, we probably won't get them for Christmas. So,
0: Also, for anyone that does advent calendars, because I did see that someone was like, store your idea for the custom advent thing. Yeah, It's really fun. Okay, here's the issue. You're like, it's fine. It's ages till Christmas. It's not a problem. Here I am being like, it's fine. Well, December 1 is in like two weeks. So yeah, I do need to be prepared because you've got to have at least half the advent calendar before you start.
1: At least. Yeah unless you're going to fill the other half with things you can buy at Safeway or Yeah. and Coles and the petrol station. Well, I bought like a 58 pack of trolley geckos so
0: they sh- should get me through. And then I went to Woolworths <laughs> and per I was like, day. "Oh, you can buy them in packs of 3 that would have been better." <sighs> you bought it from Amazon didn't you? I oh, did. I was like, "I don't even have to leave my couch. I'm a genius." And then I'm like, "Where do I store this giant
2: Where do I <laughs> this 58 geckos?" <laughs>
0: That's something I really look forward to about having kids. You know, people do elf on the shelf. Like, I get it; it's a cool idea. But watch me get really into it because it's the kind of thing I would. But my mum did a little custom advent calendar. It was like a felt thing, and so in it she'd just do, like, you know, melody pops or a chopper chop or a Kinder Surprise stick thing, and that was so fun. Yeah, I really liked having a custom advent calendar. As you were well lucky as... to have a
1: Christmas elf of a mum. Yeah.
0: Yes. Very festive, my
1: mother. Christmas was always the worst in my household when we were young.
0: Which is the worst, because they go and send you to, like, a Catholic school and, like, make you do church on Easter, but then they're, like, not going to get around Jesus' birthday?
1: Yeah, so it was always the vibe where it was like, okay, we have to go to Christmas Eve mass, and so they went to Christmas Eve mass, and then Christmas night, mum would always work. And so, or... If she wasn't working Christmas night, she would work Christmas morning. And so she'd start work at 7 or whatever time Mm -hmm. nurses start in the morning. Mm -hmm. And then she'd come home by... 4. It's normally 7 till 4, isn't it? Yeah, 7 till 2, I think she used to do. Good shift. So, but then it was like, sorry, can't open your gifts until mum's home. Oh, So you'd sit around on Christmas morning. We'd wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning. Yeah sit around for forever oh, waiting <laughs> for mum to get home by the end of the day you're exhausted about being in a state of adrenaline for your presents yes. all day and then uh. you're grumpy and tired okay so i am aware that i like had
0: a very gifty generous mum and so i'm like no what you do is you open your santa gifts in the morning and then you open your tree gifts in the afternoon but did you get two gifts or not yeah we did
1: okay. yeah we had like stocking and then mm-hmm. family gifts but mm-hmm. it definitely depended on who we were spending Christmas with as well. Because, like, as a family of four with no real, like, a lot of intimate family around us, Mm -hmm. sometimes Christmas was just the immediate family. And I will never forget one year, mum and dad had, like, friends over in the morning. We were were probably... I would have been 20, at Mm -hmm. least. Mum and dad had friends over in the morning, and we weren't allowed to open the gifts until the friends had left. So Eliza and I are sitting around till after midday on Christmas, as adults, being like, this is the worst fucking Christmas ever. Yeah, when you run out, when you...
0: Sort of over 21 and you don't have a kid in the family, Christmas is, can confirm, the worst. Yeah. And that's coming from someone who's, like, literally gets to... Okay, people get stockings. I get a sack. Like, a full, like, six-foot sack, basically. (laughs) So it's still, like, toppling over. And the thing is, mum was like, no sacks anymore when when I got to about, like, 25. Yeah. And I was like...
2: Not Not naturally. I was like,
0: this is horseshit. Jodie got it till she was 30 fucking five. Like, this is horseshit. So then she sort of felt bad and Aww. then didn't stop because she couldn't be like, okay, well, Jodie and you don't get one, but you do. Like, yeah, theoretically, you do I should get an extra 10 years. Yes. 12 years, I think. She's older than me. Anyway. So now we all still get it. The sack sort of lives on.
1: <laughs> okay, let's move into beauty news. We just to about Christmas for 10 minutes. <laughs> uh, before we move into beauty news, sorry, we have a corrections corner. Oh, shit. We do. I was very wrong about the colour of the new Auric Beauty Glow Lust. Mm. I had said that it was a fair shade and it's called Sunstone and it's not a fair shade at all. It's kind of a... uh, Medium tan? Yeah. Golden but Mm. olive Mm. medium tan. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what it is. Uh, So, yes, Indigenous people of North America seem very happy about this edition. <laughs> they are screaming in the comments.
0: Yeah, it is. I think it's probably a tricky undertone that you don't always see. It's that very, I don't know. I feel like you see it in that middle of the range spectrum where they've got that really honey, almost yeah. skin
1: tone. And it would be the kind of colour that traditionally for the foundation brands that was like Clinic goes beige and mm. Smashbox goes very golden. It's yes. like the colour that would get missed because it wouldn't fit within either of those like yeah. foundation lineups. But so I guess true. now we're a little bit more inclusive than we have been in the past. So okay. but it is still good to see. It's one of those rarer yeah shades, I would say.
0: And also for a highlighter as well, because they often lean like, you know, champagne or gold. Yes. You know, pink or gold. Frosty. Whereas this is almost like an orangey peach shimmer, which is like yeah. so beautiful on that middle of the like road skin tone
1: for sure so yes i needed to correct myself on that because i felt awful instantly and wanted to like release a 10 second mini episode on a tuesday i take it back i got the tone wrong yeah and it's keeping me up at night yes okay let's move into actual beauty news now okay
2: uh that's the tea on that
1: in beauty
0: news this week, we are going to be discussing postnatal depression and anxiety when we get to the discussion about Royal Beauty Christie. So skip ahead maybe four minutes if you don't want to hear about that. The first news, which I thought was quite interesting, speaking of things we don't know about, when I see it, the name, I think it's Taneel J. It could also be Taneel Jai, or it could be Taneel J or L Jai. Do you know the makeup artist I'm talking about? Yeah. Very famous. I think she's from
1: Queensland, Brisbane. She has launched brushes. I would say... Tanyelle. Tanyelle. Oh, okay. Tanielle. Oh, yeah, sure. that's what I would say.
0: I'm gonna go with Tanil.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Taniel. I mean she's from Queensland. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Take that back. Do you know what people from Queensland do say? What do they say? Peel.
1: Oh yeah, my nan says Peel. <laughs> <Yeah>. So bugging. <Borgans. laughs> <laughs> I can say that because all my family's from Queensland. Uh, yeah, Dad, Peel. Yeah. Sorry? Oh, there's so many bad things that happen and in they- Warnable with the names of, like, streets and places. I'm like,
0: no. And they do, like, a schwa insertion. So instead of something being, like, a cluster, like, film, where they're all in the... Film. <laughs>
1: yes! Yes.
0: That's it? Yes. yes. <laughs> Anywho. Tanil J? Tenille J? Ten Tenille. Ten- what so did I say?
1: I don't know, and I Googled it, and, like, she wasn't
0: saying her name out loud, so I couldn't find it. Anyway, she's launched a range of brushes, which is interesting because we're seeing Merton M.U.A. doing, like, kit stuff. We've seen Mia Connor doing eyeliner. She did. We are starting to see Australian artist influencers bringing out products, Hmm. which, obviously, nothing new here in terms of the American beauty space, but it's really nice to be seeing it done locally.
1: For sure. They're white-tipped bristles, by the looks of
0: things, and... I God. mean... The, the packaging's quite fun. It's in, like, a brown leather case.
1: It, I don't like the beached wood handles. It's got a little bit of a matte Bobby Brown mm. vibe about
0: it. Almost like a fake Bobby Brown set that people buy off eBay vibe. because yes. they don't do brush sets. They yeah. probably
1: are that. Yeah. <laughs> she's just put her, her name on them. Anyway,
0: yeah, cool. The packaging looks quite luxe, and I just like in the video that it's a brown leather case and she pulls them out, and whoever's modeling it has brown nails on, and it's, like, just very <laughs> crazy. And so I like them, and
1: so I will buy them. <laughs> <laughs> That's the attention I want. Great. Next up in beauty news, Ultraviolet have finally properly announced this week that they are bringing out their skin tint. It is that. an 11 shade lineup.
0: And you know what? One of the first bloody comments was someone had the audacity to be like, 11 shades? Not very inclusive. It's a fucking sunscreen. 11 shades of a sunscreen is pretty inclusive. Also, uh, when you look at it, there's... Pr- it probably leans a little light in terms of
1: the shade distribution. Well, someone aptly pointed out that this is only eight in the oh, picture and there are 11. So there are three additional shades which we can't see. So potentially some more on the darker and. middle end of the yeah. spectrum. Yeah.
0: yeah. But there's a range of undertones as well. Like there's light looking more yellow, light looking more beigey. There's dark with like a bluey undertone. There's dark with a golden undertone. There's dark with a more of a red undertone. Yeah. So there is undertones and the thing is there also will...
1: is quite a deep dark shade in yes. there as well which more often than not would get missed in the lineup yeah i would say
0: and also how great it will be for really dark skin tones that are finding they might get a cast with like any sunscreen even though they claim not to have a cast to get something like that yeah that they can apply and, and then not put their foundation yeah. on top yes, if they need to it, exactly yeah. um also it's going to be i'm assuming so sheer because ultraviolet is one of those sunscreen brands that does preach about how much you need to use of
1: it Therefore, it's got to be like glossier skin tint levels, sheerness. I hope that it is though, because what is missing in this world is a sunscreen that is sheer enough that you can then apply it over the top of over of the itself. top of itself. Exactly, because mm-hmm. yes, like exactly what you've said in the initial application of your day, you can't be applying so much foundation with pigment that it's going to make you look psychotic. Yeah, <laughs> like like your skin is wax statue, thicker than it should be. <laughs> melting candle yes but then to be able to reapply it Mm. during the day if it's sheer enough it's also a blessing Mm -hmm. I'm really excited for it and I, I really do hope that it's what you're saying and it's going to be a very sheer skin tint but only time will tell only time will tell
0: we will we've already had DMs people being like what do you think can you try it we're like it doesn't exist yet but yes we will Yeah, we're not cool enough to be on their PR. I know. Please, for the love of God, put us on the PR because it's so requested. We don't mind paying. We happily pay, but we we just want it before it launches so that we can be in on the internet. We'll
1: pay before it launches. That's the kind of (laughs) PR we want. (laughs) It is launching in uh, two weeks, so it'll be roughly one week just over by the time this episode comes out. Excite.
0: Oh, speaking of, this is a good segue, I remember them doing castings Mm. a couple of months ago. Like, send us a photo of your face. Obviously, they were trying to try it on a range of skin tones, making sure that it matched, you know, the population that exists in the world. And I watched Lisa Eldridge's, like, almost 49-ish minute video, I Mm. believe, introducing her new foundations. And I loved hearing the way that she designed the shades. Mm. She was like, I was creating shades that i know don't exist out there because there's always a shade that i'm mixing two foundations together yeah so it was like in her head she had all of the models that she's ever done and all of the things that she's had to oh mix that's together. so good and she was like we have pink undertones for like light to medium and then we go to red undertones obviously when it's darker because it's pure pigment yeah we have yellow green olive but then we also have olive that leans slightly blue like you know how i was talking about how you can be more neutral olive or more yellow olive yeah. but not all olive is necessarily warm toned yeah she was talking about that she said most people that are always the lightest foundation have typically just bought she's doing sample cards. have bought the lightest one yep and then gone oh it's i'm like light. a number three yeah or something and so she Less goes i've done people yes i've done 40 shades but they stretch really far. Mm. So she goes, I go light and I go dark. And she said that she had quite a dark model. She was trying it on and she goes, Oh, I'll just be the darker shade. And she's like, you're not your shade 39. And she goes, Oh my God, can I call my housemate? She's like, never has a foundation. She's super, super dark. And they're yeah. like, okay, bring her in. She came in. She was like, it matches. Wow. So I just thought it was really cool that, She literally did a modeling casting basically for her foundation shades and made sure that it fit real people rather than big companies that are like rolling them out, you know, blue and pink. This is medium beige, bit of yellow in that one. Yep. This is sand. Yeah. Like such a human element to the shades, which I felt like so artistry led. So, I don't know. The diversity was not tokenistic there because she was like, I literally want to match The fairest of fair. The white people that are really olive that can't find that tone. Mm. The super
1: dark with the blue undertones, which is great. That is so heartwarming to hear. Yes. And it completely contrasts people saying that the lid of her foundation bottle looks like a bajuets on the internet. (sighs) So rude.
0: (laughs) Also, she created the foundation like from scratch, like drops of pigment in whatever. She didn't go to some place in Italy that had a formula that she's then tweaked. Yeah, cool. She also has painted the foundation and the formula so no one else can like buy that off them and tweak it as well that's
1: good to know Yes, i'm interested to know did we find out is it a satin Yes. Yep.
0: She goes, oh, I know everyone was thinking that I was bringing out this glossy, dewy skin moisturizer, but keep in mind I'm a makeup artist, so I wanted something that flexible. like yep. would be flexible. And so she also showed it. We knew
1: that. Yes. We, we know her. We know
0: her. Me and Lisa, we're good friends from the same blood. So she said, like, I'm going to show it with Glossier Future Dew underneath. Now, on me, this is too greasy, but I'm going to show it now with, like, you know... A, pri- a rich priming moisturizer blah blah blah. now I'm going to show it to you with something that's oil control and then powder and it is, it's one of those perfect kit foundations oh, that you can that's be totally best. flexible because yeah, maybe I'm not going to buy it because I am the driest of the desert and it would take a, my normal skin prep for it to probably look satin, but I could use that on my kit on the very,
1: very vast majority of people. Absolutely We love to see it. She's a great human. Thank you Ms. Eldridge. Thank you <laughs> Next up in Beauty News, Glossier has brought out holiday exclusive sets. So there are three sets that they've brought out for the holidays. And they launched these in partnership with the new Gossip Girl Girl cast as a little promo video about bringing the party. Mm -hmm. And it felt very chic. It felt chic. It felt Christmas chic.
0: Yeah, it did. It also felt... Like that really fun feeling when two worlds collide. Mm. And if I'd watched the new Gossip Girl, my mum watched an episode, told me it was shit, and I didn't bother, so mm. I didn't bother. But imagine if that was like.
1: Your two favourite things.
0: Let's make it us. Imagine if the Survivor cast were at Ponderosa after they've been voted out or whatever, they go to the shower and they get the Glossier thing, and they're like, oh my God, I've never smelled better. <laughs> that we would be like, holy fucking shit, this is the best thing of our lives. So if you were into Gossip Girl, I felt like this would be a really cool collab.
1: Yes. The one I'm really excited about is the Bath Duo and they've brought Mm -hmm. out two new products for it. The first is like bath oil pods. Whoa. I fucking love it. It's Circa the Body Shop when they used to do. Do you remember they like had little like sea star pods and and they would dissolve in the bath? Nineties as. Yes. So that's what Glossier brought out. I love it. I want them so bad. Orange Blossom and Neroli scented pods with skin conditioning oils that dissolve in the bath, and then Orange oh. Blossom Neroli candle. Now, one of our listeners who knows us so, so well said, What a missed trick that they didn't make it a glossier U scented candle. Mm-hmm. And I could not agree more, but I'm also very grateful that they didn't do that because I would need to buy 10,000 of them. I think also it will probably be something that they would bring out in their ongoing line. They're not going to bring it out as a holiday exclusive if they did that. You're right. I mean, if they did, I would be mortally offended. Why? Because you can't bring out a Glossier U candle for the holidays and not, not have it, it back forever. Not it again. Yeah. Yes. And the other sets that
0: they've got are... I do think... So orange and neroli, the body lotion from Glossier is a bit more neroli-ish than Glossier U. I really like to wear them together, but they're actually quite different scents. So I wonder if the candle is sort of like the body smell, because isn't the body wash... You know, the, the body wash that we use? That's not super Glossier You, Oh, no, it's like Frangipani. It is a bit, yeah. It's more yeah. white florally. Yeah.
1: Which is our white florals. Um, The other sets that they've brought out are the uh, Cranberry Lip Trio and also the Nightstand Duo, which we don't really care about. Why? What's in it? The hand cream and uh, Balm.com. Oh, goodness. Balm.com. Anyway, that's it for Glossier Holiday. Next up, Raw Beauty Christie is back on the interwebs this week. But she was back, and then she left. She came back around August, mm. and then she w- and she was like, I'm doing better. Like, you know, motherhood's really hard, mm-hmm. but, like, I'm feeling happy. Mm-hmm. And then she took a two-month hiatus and came back this week. I've not noticed that she's been gone. <laughs> have you not? No. And she released a really quite confronting mental health-related update video. Mm. Um, confronting in a good way if you're not going to be triggered by those kinds yeah. of things. It's sort of pulls back the curtain on PND, postnatal depression. And also she speaks to her experience with, you know, suicidal ideation. Mm -hmm. And the fact that she had just said, you know, it it was all sort of triggered by the fact that she has a really long standing, quite bad anxiety disorder. Mm -hmm. And that's like linked to health related anxiety. So, you know, her getting sick or her son getting sick and like Mm -hmm. instantly thinking like the end is nigh. Mm -hmm. And she speaks to the fact that, you know, it took, counseling and support from her family and her network and you know she's in a much better place now and she said that she'd seen psychologists in the past and or counselors or whatever it was and had not really ever clicked with them Mm -hmm. and she obviously spoke to the importance of finding the right person for Mm -hmm. your mental health recovery because she said that when as soon as she found the right person Mm -hmm. it's like was night and day like they just clicked and everything Mm. like felt so much better in that moment um but i think that it was it's I really appreciate listening to women speaking about their experience and talking about the fact that, you know, PND can happen like any time up to 12 months after a baby is born. It doesn't always happen in the first instance. Mm -hmm. Anyway, yeah, I'm excited that she's back and that she's feeling good. Mm
0: -hmm. I think I mentioned it as a non-beauty fave, but I talked to you about the Seize the Yay podcast Mm -hmm. with one of my uni lecturers, Ah. Kate Bridgman, who was hospitalized for postnatal anxiety wow and she like her world just melted around her and it was like a really 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 fascinating confronting scary listen to be like fuck this just happens hormones are absolutely wild yeah this is a normal thing and she had to be like that was so bad i love my child and i will never have another child like it was just like yeah wow it was really really interesting
1: christy also said that she had got her period back after Five months so mm. she was still breastfeeding and got her period back and coupled with her extreme anxiety she then started to get um what's it called where it's pre-period pp something it's where you
0: oh what is it the extreme bad like mood swings with the period and whatnot
1: is that yeah. what you're talking about yeah pmd pmd i think it is yeah pnd and pmd anyway God. a bit confusing but yes she said that she got that so badly where she said she was so depressed that week before her period. She said she would uncontrollably sob just out oh. of absolutely nowhere. And, she said then she like tried to go into like exercise and she's like yeah. you know the healthy thing to do is to exercise and so she said, she said she exercised every day and she like got out in nature and mm-hmm. she gave you know her kid to her husband to look after him she's like I did she did all the right things and she was fearful of medicating mm-hmm. um because she was still breastfeeding and that was something that she didn't want to do if she could avoid it but then eventually went down the path of medication as well so yeah yeah And the final piece of beauty news this week is something that we spoke about last week. Remember the Minions? Yeah. (laughs) How could we forget? Ariana Grande's beauty line, REM, is launching, uh, well, in two days. So it's launched now by the time you're listening to this podcast. And she's brought out an eye and lip and... I thought they were highlighters. Highlighter topper. Yeah, they are. But there's a green one. And a purple one. And a A yellow yellow one. A yellow one.
0: They're like colour correcting products, but in a not in not the right way.
1: And as highlighter toppers. Yeah. Thanks, I hate it. I think she's going for that, like, uh, otherworldly. Yeah. Anastasia,
0: Jeffree Star vibe, but the rest of the range doesn't match. The rest of the range is like, Neutral. you know, it's, yeah. It's like a rose ink or a Urban Decay or a something palette. Like, they're so normal and it just doesn't make any sense oh i am interested to see the liquid liner because obviously something she's really like known for yeah
1: and i find that the liquid shadows look like they could be an interesting formula potentially Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but i wonder whether she's like sort of testing the waters i wonder whether she's coming out with these a little bit more fun products because obviously her audience skews quite a bit younger yeah uh maybe they'll be keen to pick up the colored products like the tiktok Beauty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kids might find a way to make this very fun, but it isn't particularly wearable, and it's also not particularly very true to her beauty aesthetic. Aesthetic, exactly. In saying that,
0: like I'm probably being a bit of a harsh critic. When Fenty launched, she launched with a bunch of like very sort of, I'd say some odd highlighter shades in those duos, and quite a chunky. I can't remember. And then she had all the sticks and she had some odd shades in the sticks as well. And so it actually does feel a bit like the Fenty launch where there was definitely neutrals for, for everyone. And then there was some more wacky things, but sometimes you're like, but what am I wearing the wacky things with, you know? But it's not something that we haven't seen before from a celebrity line where there's wearable and then like trying to be cool.
1: Yes. Yeah. That's all I have to say about it. I, I would be interested to swatch it I'm not rushing out to buy it mm. I'd be interested to swatch it if it came to Sephora but there's no word on whether it's going to be available in Australia at this stage and knowing international shipping prices it would cost $30 at a minimum to get probably one product into Australia so let's not bother hell no great that is it for beauty news this week and we wanted to then go into a beauty breakdown for you guys mm-hmm. insert spooky music we are discussing the case
0: of the disappearing makeup
2: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
0: Where is it going? We asked you, what are your beauty qualms? And people said, my foundation disappearing from my face by the end of the day, even though I said it. And my blush always fades by the end of the day. We hear you we hear you. We talked at length about the rare beauty brush. Mm-hmm. Honestly, the whole episode was me editing
1: out us saying brushes instead of blushes. I didn't show you, but you titled the that episode rare beauty brushes. brush. For fuck's sake.
0: <laughs> it's like such a tongue twister. Anyway, those blushes we were talking about, what's the point of putting a blush on looking cute, then leaving the house and realizing you look hideous because it's faded, which is... You guys don't look hideous, I promise. You look great. And by the way, if you're on a run, uh, push
1: a little harder. <laughs> I've forgotten to give those reminders. <laughs> but sometimes it's the blush that's the issue, not your face. And in that case, the blush was the issue. Yes. That's not your face that's causing that to disappear. That's the product. So you do... Step one of the case of the disappearing makeup is, is the makeup good? Yeah. Have you heard that from other people that it wears well on them? Yes. Are they liars? Are they paid to say that it wears well on them? Mm-hmm. If no, proceed to the next stage.
0: Yes. Stage two. Am I providing the best household for this blush to live in throughout the day? Or foundation.
1: Yes, or foundation. Have you prepped your skin is where she's getting at with <laughs> Absolutely, this. Absolutely, thank you. And I would say nine times out of ten, maybe that's hyperbolic, Mm-mm. it's because you're dehydrated Yes. or dry. Yes. And your foundation is being drunk into your skin.
0: Yeah. I'd say most of the time it should be dehydrated, not dry. Because dry might go, like, patchy or look shitty. But in terms of it being drunken up, it's quite literally your skin drinking the moisture from whatever you've applied, particularly in the case of a foundation. And then just, like, leaving the remaining pigment there. Mm. all just floating about in space.
1: Yep. So... Yes, you can still be an oily, dehydrated person. Yeah,
0: particularly.
1: Particularly <laughs> you. I'm looking at you. We are looking straight at you. So if you are the type of person who's like, oh, my foundation wears really well through my midsection, but not on my cheeks. And I don't want to apply skincare before my foundation because then it will make the foundation look oilier oh, faster. Don't no. be silly. They're not listening. Surely they've been voted out from our listenership by now. There's new people all the time. Oh, we never no, know. you me, all of you. Every would- single one. A serum on, for the love of God. Yeah.
0: And, and, can I say, I do think there are still some people that are moderately educated and are like, but I am using a serum, I'm using a vitamin C serum, and then I use an oil, I can't be dehydrated. If you haven't got a proper hyaluronic, hydration, humectant-y, glycerin serum in your routine, but you're slapping on a bunch of thick moisturizers and oils, this can still happen. Yeah. Because you need to get that... Water hydration in in the early steps to make sure that your skin's not drinking up the water because your skin, if it's dry, will seek out oil. But if it's thirsty, it's going to seek out moisture, and that's most of your products going to have some element of water
1: in them. Yeah. So. so unless you're like slugging on a product that's oily before you then put your foundation on, before you then potentially set it, yeah, you're probably still going to lose some of your foundation if you're dehydrated. Absolutely. So let that be a lesson. In both blush and foundation as mm-hmm. well, it can mm-hmm. happen both ways. Mm-hmm. I would also say what external factors are influencing mm-hmm. the wear time of your products.
0: If you're sit in front of that split system in that dank dank office with minimal windows
1: yep. and fluorescent lighting, yep, no good, <sighs> no bueno, no bueno. If you're Quit. a face toucher, no bueno. If Ugh. you have a fringe or hair that often falls into your face, that you find that you're pushing away, no, no bueno. No. bueno.
0: Now, you can't do much about the air con and whatnot. That's unfortunate. But you can maybe bring some sort of, like, mist, which might just evaporate forever. Mm. You know, you're going to have to really up the hydration to accommodate. Keep your damn hair off your face. Stop touching your face, et cetera, et cetera, Yes. The next step, I guess, with foundation after you've nailed your skincare routine, not to prime is not a crime. But it certainly won't hurt if you're having troubles with longevity. Yes. I wouldn't say necessarily that you need to be going out there seeking the smoothing primers unless it are your concern. I love something like the Smashbox Primerizer. You know, you could use something like the Laura Mercier Hydrating Primer. We love One Step Correct. But any primer, really, that's not super silicon heavy, that's just going to, like, help things grab on, mm. maybe hydrate the skin a little bit. And then obviously, hand-in-hand hand with that, would be a setting spray. Yes, Which is going to help not only foundation, but also the things on top wear better, except for mascara. It might smudge your mascara, so you can cover that up or apply your mascara after. The Charlotte Tilbury setting spray is actually really lovely. I do feel like that really does give some longevity. Mm. I find, say, like a MAC Fix Plus, that doesn't really give me longevity. It's just glycerin in a bottle. It's lovely to use as like a makeup medium, but for me, that doesn't give long wear. Yeah. Urban Decay is also a good one. People do like the NYX one if you want a drugstore one, and I do find that that works. But in terms of like, you know, all the Mario mists and all of like the mists that you buy on the market, I don't know who needs to hear it again. But louder for the people at the back, it's not a setting spray.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It can even cause trans epidermal water loss. It can break down your foundation and
1: your mascara. That could cause your blush to fade. She's referring to Mario Badescu, just to be clear, not not um, Mario makeup and Luigi. By Mario. Oh. <laughs> Not the tiny
0: Italian plumber. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not him. And then what would be your recommendations for someone who finds their blush doesn't wear particularly well? Because I think there are some ways that you can treat that a little bit differently because it's going on after your foundation.
0: Hundo. I've got two that come to mind. Mm-hmm. The first is put a shit ton more on than you're comfortable with to yeah. start with. because That's
1: Lisa's go-to move.
0: <laughs> it'll fade by the time you leave. And if it hasn't, well. You can see yourself and you can blend it out a little bit. But to be honest, it fades in the first half an hour. So put more on than you think you need. Yep. Secondly, layers. Thin layers make things work. Cream, set it with a powder. Mm -hmm. That's a great option. If you're finding that your cream's like moving around or whatever, a powder's going to help to set it. Yep. If you're finding that you're wearing a powder and it's like not lasting, the cream's going to give it like longevity that will shine through. What are you doing? What's wrong? Why do you look? Did I you look at Alex in the toilet again? <laughs> I Didn't even see you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's Okay, hey, we won't Not be long. Year, yeah, just get in the bed then.
1: <laughs>
0: no, you have to be quiet.
1: Oh. <laughs> we still have beauty faves, non-beauty faves, and snacks. Come on, go. just
0: lay on the bed and listen live.
1: <laughs> we now have a live audience. Okay. <sighs> quiet out there. <laughs> have you got any tips for blush lasting better? No, my tip was going to be to do the layering technique. Mm-hmm. So, put your cream blush on first, and then put your powder blush on top. Alternatively, you could also, well, you could also do it the other way around if you wanted to be a bit jazzy, mm. or just putting your foundation on and not setting that with a powder, and then putting your powder blush on top as well. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit harder little to blend, yeah, yeah, yeah. But a little bit of tackiness from yep. the foundation may may go a little little long way for that. And then an ad ad hoc tip:
0: you're at work. You realize you look like a piece of shit because your foundation's wearing off, your blush is faded, you look ghostly. But you do have your lipstick in your bag. Oh yeah, chuck on. Chuck on your
1: cheeks. Do it. I think that that's everything for that beauty breakdown. Yeah. Tell us how you go. Tell us whether we make your foundation wear longer by hydrating your face. You're welcome. You're welcome. Dang, these products are so good. What's the deal? Okay, what's your beauty fave this week? My beauty fave this week is.
0: A third-party beauty fave. It's Eccentric 01.
1: I love this one. God. It's so zingy. It's so zingy.
0: It's like zingy and woody, but mild. Brenton doesn't wear a lot of fragrance at all. He really only puts it on for weddings, funerals, anniversaries. He walked down the stairs the other day. For the first time, he wasn't wearing a dog merchandise hoodie and trackies and socks and sandals. Like you can talk. Yeah, no, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely not. He was in a suit. He'd had a haircut. He looked like a fine piece of ass. And he walked down and he wafted this through the house. And I wiped the drool from my mouth and said, What are you wearing and where are you going? And he said, It's the molecule. It's just sitting on my thing. I'm like, Okay. It is delightful. And it smelt so good on Brenton. Granted, I like the smell of his BO. So, like, he can do whatever he wants. But this on him was so good. If you have a partner that doesn't like fragrance and finds everything a bit intense but like you want them to have something that's nice to put on when they're going to a wedding or something that just mm. makes them feel jazzy I think that that's the thing with Brenton it's, he uses it like as like a final step of like making him feel dressed up yeah. as just a routine thing. Holy shit it smells delicious and it's not gonna put any men off that don't
1: like scents. Very yeah. neutral Very neutral like, like a fresh
0: It's like the zesty woody
1: Yeah Yeah, it's such a good scent. It really takes me back to my Mecca days. Oh, it's so good. Very unisex too. Like, buy it for them and then you can use it too. Yeah. Strong recommend. What's yours? My beauty fave this week was laser getting my capillaries zapped. Hell yeah. You've influenced me. (laughs) I went and saw Tegan Mac Skin in Brunswick and I went in to ask about lasering my butt and she said sorry i can't help you but i can do your capillaries and i'm I said, staring at your nose Thanks.
0: now i'm sorry to cut you off but holy shit you're right you've got no capillaries under your nose
1: i know so i've had for like as long as i can remember probably since i was a young adult mm. a capillary that kind of like hang hung out of my nose like a little red piece of snot <laughs> And Adrian used to always say, it's the thing he he was like, it's the thing I stare at when I'm talking to you. Because he doesn't like looking in people's eyes yeah, when they're having a conversation he's a with him. a serial killer. Because he's a murderer. And so he looked at my capillary mm-hmm. under my nose. And so anyway, I went in to talk about my butt and she said, and I said, oh, and I know that you can do my capillaries. So mm-hmm. I'll book in for that. Because I just went in for a consult. And she said, oh, do you want me to do them now? I said, absolutely. absolutely I yeah, do. Dude. So she cleansed me. She laid me down on the bed and she zapped them. And does it hurt? I've watched Adrian get it done mm-hmm. on his nose as well. Mm-hmm. i have You would think he was being tortured. Okay. And I said that to her. I said, I'm a little bit nervous. I don't want you to tell me how much it hurts. I'm a bit nervous because my husband's had it done before and I was there. And she said, oh, men are men. such wusses. She Aren't said, they rented? Louder for the people in the back. They're <laughs> strong men. <laughs> and so, yes. Anyway, uh, it doesn't hurt any more than... A regular laser zap yep it's completely normal elastic snap yeah not even that bad because she uses like a. I think she said it was a minus five degrees or a five degrees I can't remember like a crystal tip that mm-hmm. they put on first to like kind of cool and numb you and then she also did she said is there anything else that you want me to get she asked very politely of course as you do like mm-hmm. you know she doesn't want to point out mm-hmm. my flaws but she You're perfect
0: but I'm sure deep down there's something you'd like to improve yes yeah, so yep. I said
1: look just zap everything that you can see on my face please And
0: then they start zapping, and you're like, "Wait, what's?" I know.
1: I was like, "Wait, that's my perfect spot." I've
2: never seen that before.
1: (laughs) Yes, and so she actually did quite a lot around the sort of top part of my cheekbone slash my under eye area.
0: Now you say it, you're like a blank canvas.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Anyway, so yeah, it it does hurt a little bit more under the eye. There's not a lot of fat there. Only imagine. Yeah. So um, great. Look where my capillary is. Yeah, that's, that's going to sting. It's on a bone. <laughs> it's going to hurt a little. And the only thing I will say is that yes, very great results. Instant results. Apparently it takes four weeks for your body to properly metabolize the um, vessel, the dead vessel. Mm-hmm. And so it can come back. So sometimes you might need to go in for like a four week touch up if it's, you know, the blood's seeping back through. Mm-hmm. And I got quite bad swelling under one of my eyes the next day. It was sort of like I had a like a
0: like a like a style like a bung eye hay fever situation.
1: It was more like uh, when you get like an allergy rash and it kind of like swells up really yeah. quickly and you're like, like you've had shellfish and you yeah, shouldn't like have. It's a bit uncomfortable. Yep. So it was like that and it lasted two days. Mm-hmm. And so she did say to me, "Sleep upright tonight," and I was like, oh, "Fine, <laughs> <you." laughs> okay, yes, ma'am." <laughs> Slept on my face. Yeah, was fine when I woke up the next morning, but then like, as soon as I started moving around, it puffed up. Mm. So yes. Uh, that's my beauty fave this week because I now don't have a capillary under my nose and I feel like a new woman.
0: I reckon I could genuinely bid concealer because, like, if you haven't met me, I'm the snottiest person ever, so I have a lot of capillaries from so just constantly blowing my nose. Mm. I think it's the only reason I use concealer. And then I also hate it because I'll then blow my nose because that's me. And then I wear off all the concealer around my nose because that's exactly where I'm wearing it. But if I don't have the redness there, it won't matter if I rub off my concealer. You're a genius. I need to book in. And I also need to get all of my cherries zapped because I've got one big cherry wrapped with my boobies. And everyone goes, what's that? And then they realize it's not food. (laughs) It's actually just something that they haven't really seen because I don't get my boobies out very often. Rebecca England Hill, you've done it. What's that? Oh, God, that's attached. Don't worry. It's fine.
1: Happens all the time. Looks like a little bit of salsa. So if you're gonna go get your things your bit zapped, make sure that you don't have sun exposure beforehand because they'll say go away. Yeah. And you need to not have sun exposure afterwards, obviously. And what was the other thing? Oh, no exercise or coffee or alcohol oh. straight afterwards because right. or for like the day afterwards, yep. because that apparently stimulates the blood flow mm-hmm. and you're trying to avoid okay. that. Okay. You're trying to keep them dead. Cool. Cool.
2: Actually, it's not a helmet. It's a hair mitt. It has extra room so you don't mess up your hairdo. Oh,
1: <laughs> wow. Well, what's your non-beauty fave this week?
0: My non-beauty fave this week is an ABC special called Girl Like You. It follows...
1: ABC not as in our podcast. I don't
0: know. Not that kind of ABC special. Australian Broadcast Company. Yes. Is that even what it is? Corporation? So. Not sure. Anyway, Girl Like You, it follows a story of a girl who has transitioned... Um, oh, I
1: really want to watch this. I didn't realize it was out
0: yet. Yes. So it goes for five years and it's just really wow. interesting learning. I wish it was longer. That's my complaint is that it sort of feels a little rushed at the end. But basically you see like querying transition, transition, life after transition, and also how you lose and make friends and relationships throughout that time. Oh, I bet. Really interesting in terms of the partner's identity, like going from a straight relationship to then – queer relationship without her identity actually changing just really good i can only say i wish it was longer but it was just a lovely like middle middle of the day lunch viewing you know sometimes you just want something long is it only one episode only one episode and over five years
1: years. oh it really needed to be longer they must have had a lot of shit they didn't add but yeah really really interesting that's a great one Hmm. i can't wait to watch what's yours mine is way more trashy than yours Hmm. It's Love It All Listed Australia. Oh. With Andrew Whitaker and Neil. No, Neil Whitaker and Andrew What's his name? I don't know, but I know who you're talking about, and everyone else will. Oh, they're just good chaps. Great mm. chats. The it's set, it's brand new, the new season. Okay. And I just love watching new home renovation shows because the content is so much better when it's modern Yes, and you see the ideas that they're taking and in a modern refreshed mm-hmm. house it's just great
0: and they do melbourne and sydney normally don't they yeah the first yeah. few
1: episodes of season four are set in melbourne and then they mm-hmm. do some in bondi and then i don't know where they're going to go from there but there's about six or seven episodes out i really like it i just it's very light-hearted viewing yeah.
0: i watch that on the plane that's always on like the jet star ipads yes yes
1: yes, yes. Yeah. i watch it on binge it's only on binge okay yeah but very good very boomer of you yes maybe watching selling houses i do not knock selling houses no no good it's my other favorite show just took it to my veins and what's your snack
0: this week my snack of the week i'm sorry guys it's a niche reference oh no but if you're ever in the outer eastern suburbs, oh no, you're near Ringwood, you're near Croydon. Oh, I am. Lillidal. Yeah, exactly. It's it's Jeffrey's Providore. Eh? Oh, Jeffrey's I thought it
1: was going to be Guzman.
0: <laughs> no, it is. Oh my god, they did a cheesecake, a raspberry cheesecake. It had sort of like a graham cracker biscuity crust. Did you get this
1: from the fridge on your right as you enter? Yes, yes, yes. 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 It's and a, it's often vegan treats. well this is not vegan
0: and also it's the the ones that come it's the jeffrey's brand you know how they have other brands that they sell but it's the jeffrey's brand so it comes in quite a large like envelope sized container like Uh it's much bigger than a one person serving like you could probably cut it into eight naturally i eat it to myself pretty much every time Mm. the caramel slice is the same size which is also incredible anyway white uh normal cheesecake baked cheesecake with really tart raspberries on top and a really yummy, like, biscuity base. Mm. So good. It just hits, like, the tartness really cut through, but then really rich cheesecake and then the biscuity, like, perfect ratios. Absolutely delicious.
1: Cheesecake is always a good snack recommendation on this podcast. Even bad cheesecake is good cheesecake, but this was good cheesecake. Mm, yum. Yum. What's your snack? My snack this week is the caramel chunk ice cream from Ben & Jerry's. Ooh, I went on a Ben and Jerry's spree on Mm -hmm. block finale night. I was sitting in bed watching the finale, and I thought, I really need movie viewing snacks. Yeah, if it wasn't
0: that, you had to make a fresh thing of popcorn.
1: Yes, but we've just moving back into the house. There's no fun pantry snacks anywhere. So I ordered fish food. Mm-hmm. I had to. I went online. I googled what flavors of Ben and Jerry's are gluten free. I was trying to be such a good girl. Mm-hmm. It turns out fish food is and caramel chunk, which great. Mm. I don't know how the heck they're gluten free, but I checked mm. the ingredients. And apparently they are. But celiacs, please double check because yeah. I'm not very good. Yeah. And I picked them both, and I thought oh, the fish food is great because it's got that, like, the like marshmallow goo in it. Yeah. But the caramel chunk really took me by surprise. I love a vanilla based ice cream. Same. And so the caramel. In it is yummy and rich. but Then it's also got, like, these little chocolate... It's like the shape of a tiny Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, mm-hmm. but inside is caramel.
0: <gasps> oh, I've had this flavour.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes. And because the chocolate is cold, it's chewy, mm-hmm. and then the caramel inside is mm-hmm. chewy. And so it was like a rich but vanilla-y, mm-hmm. chewy delight. Yeah, spot yeah. on. So Adrian and I had to finish... We had two we pints or whatever. We had to
0: finish the two pints.
1: We had to finish it last night because it was sort of dragging on for too long, and we just—I brought them over to the couch, and I said, "Let's just go you've them. eat it out of the tub," and you've <laughs> yeah. just got to go yes, through it. That's yeah. what we did.
0: Yeah, you can't let Ben and Jerry's linger for like more than three servings because it's just awkward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we we, we
1: ate the rest of that. Hard agree. Cool. I think that's uh, it for this week's episode of the podcast. Brenton is
0: currently in bed almost asleep while we record next to him so we need to have lights out thank you everyone good night brenton
1: (laughs) (laughs) night night Uh, but also stay tuned for wednesday's episode of the podcast it's Mm -hmm. our interview episode with artist alison willoughby very exciting enjoy that episode with alison and we will speak to you on wednesday bye bye